All right. Good morning. Yeah. Hell of that. <laughs> yeah. Daylight again. Yeah. Uh, so good friend Kelly Howell from Weston. He asked us last week, actually, how much do you dislike it when rocking through a set? You ask a crowd for suggestions and someone asks for a slow tune like Greenfields of France. Oh, um, well, it's, it, it, it's different in a pub. If you're doing a pub show or a club show and you're doing multiple sets, that might be the time to ask for uh you might, might, that might be the 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 time to ask for a you know request or a you know suggestion or whatnot. You know, festival you should have your stuff together. We've uh, we've actually just got we just did a slew of festivals where we do multiple sets throughout the day, and um, a lot of bands choose to do the same set, repeat the same set again and again and again. I can see how that would work in that you're you know you're you got a new record or you're you know, the, you, you, that's how you lay your set out. That's different. So in a festival setting, you're not going to ask anybody for their, you know, for, you know, it'd be, you, your show should be, you know, ready to go and lined up. And, you know, we're famous for not, for not sticking to a set, right? Sets out and just don't stick to them because it, even in a festival setting, sometimes you tire them out with three or four or five fast songs in a row. You can't, you know, expect them to keep up to stay at that intensity. So you do want to put a slow song in there. Uh, in a pub setting, I don't mind when, when they ask for a slow song. It's, it's, uh, we, we only have a handful of slow numbers. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's usually a welcomed break if we, yeah, you know, if we do one. But the, uh, the festival setting is, I, I never, I can't understand how, how you can do the same set over and over again in that it just, to me, it's, it's, it's like, choreographed you know moves and stuff i i don't i i don't understand okay I'm, yeah i don't my head my, my head's not set up for uniform my yeah. head's set up for chaos and right oh it would drive me nuts and that that has always baffled me that i mean i understand like i mean some some bands especially festival bands will have like you say a lot of choreography involved or they've got lighting you know triggers uh, that are programmed for specific songs, so they've got visuals behind them, or um, or backing tracks. Backing tracks, exactly. That's a big one, um, which we've never used. So, oh, I see questions coming in now. Well, yeah, <laughs> they're all asking about the mug. That's all anybody's asking about today. Good, good. Yeah, good. the the mugs are. Uh, we'll post a link to where you can get those mugs. It's a. Uh, um, if you haven't seen the picture, it's on Chad's Facebook page, which is. Impalerbaby.com. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but people sometimes seem surprised at how much material we have. I mean, I, like somebody asked us that just yesterday. It's like, it was at the, the sound engineer at Sherwood. Our friend Alex just happened to ask in passing. I was, I'm not sure if, how much, you know, if you have more than, if you have more than two hours material, right? We're like, yeah, <laughs> we do. I think we have, we have usually in in in, road, in regular rotation the songs that we prefer to play. We've got at least four hours of stuff, and we could stretch it out to five or six if we have to. Which is, if we played continuously, yeah. I would I would be very surprised if we couldn't do six hours. Yeah, straight, and that we, would be rolling through stuff that you know we don't always yeah play we, every show. But that's that's the thing, Mike, Chad, and I have played together for you know over ten years and. It's the amount of songs that you can throw together. I wouldn't say we could execute them perfectly, but uh, 
would, you know, we kind of do our own take on these, uh, on a lot of these songs. And, um, you know, as a three piece, you know, Wes has been with us now for two years. So he's getting uh, more and more, you know, we, we, we just throw him these old songs that we haven't played in a while and just kind of show up with them and, you know, beat them up on stage. So, the, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of songs that we can do, uh, just you know, without thinking about it. You know that we might not have played for 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 years. But yeah, and 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 it's funny because people that haven't seen us in a while will ask for those old songs. We just we just forgot about them again because we sometimes write a set list out. We never we don't stick to it. But we the the songs are there as a suggestion or a reminder, yeah. And then people will show up from years back and ask for these old songs we just completely forgot. If they don't, you know, the organizational skills in this band are just incredible. <laughs> if if we forget to write it in on a set on a Friday, <laughs> it may just get lost. It may get you know, yeah yeah. We yeah, refer yeah. to it as Willie Nelson syndrome. It's it usually refers to lyrics. But it's usually it's like trying to start singing a song, and like sometimes if we're rehearsing, it's like okay, let's start from the, the second verse or the like the middle of the second chorus. And often we're like, uh, <laughs> we have we have to back up and start from a point you know that's familiar. It's weird. Meaning, meaning, if we start in the middle of the song, sometimes it's impossible to start because you have to go to the square one. You have to start yeah. at the beginning, so your memory will trigger the. You know, sometimes the melody, even sometimes the 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 rhythms or the you know, you have to do the whole song. It's it, it's it's hard. Right. To, it's yeah. It's like I guess running a computer program. You've got to execute the entire program. <laughs> Can't do a portion of it. But it's similar with with our set lists. Like Patrick has joked on previous shows. Like I, unless I have a set list in front of me, I have no idea what we play. It's that's the truth. If yeah. if if there's no song list yeah. down there, I will we'll play one song and we're done. I've, and that, just can't think of it. And we have been doing set lists ish, you know, more often lately, but like Patrick said, we don't often stick to it strictly. I mean, we never stick to it strictly. And, uh, but for many, I mean, most of the shows we play, the vast majority of them, we haven't had a strict list. We do have a list of songs in front of us and people will come up and ask, what's on the set list tonight? I say, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to hear? So we don't they, they say, but well, you got a list right there. And it's like, that's not really a set list. It's more like a menu <laughs> just to remind us what's, you know, what we have available. Um, and I saw, I saw an interesting thing. I think it was Eddie Vedder, um, Pearl Jam. I saw an interesting thing where he will write the set list at the venue on the stage, like during sound check or before sound check. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. It's a little hippie. Seems a little hippie for me, but just uh, in that you're kind of getting a feel for the room, you know, for, or a feel for the for the you know the place that you're playing. And I thought that was really interesting. And uh, I don't know if a lot of you kids have heard of them, but they're that's a that's a, that's a band to check out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I, that, that 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 guy that that that's another really really good performer. And uh, I thought that was very interesting that he uh, that he. Um, I just I, I I just wish I could sit still long enough to write a set list because <laughs> it would be uh, it would be be funny to see what we'll come up with and and another thing that we do is is, is and I know nobody asked this but uh, another thing that we do when we when we play a show is uh, we try to we, we we try to change the key of the song so you're not doing the same 
you're not doing this. Like if you go see a see, mm-hmm. see see a really good rockabilly band, they can do six seven songs in the key of E, and 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 it sounds good. Uh, a lot of our stuff will be in the you know a, a, a kind of a polka time or a train rhythm or a you know, and you you want to separate those songs because. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect example is an ACDC record. You can have just boot, cat, boot, cat, boot, you know, throughout six songs. And it's, and you know, the, the guitar work and, the, you know, the rhythm section is good enough to where it's, 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 they make it interesting. However, in a live show, you want to change the feel, mm-hmm. you know, each song and you want to change the key because you don't want to be doing, you know, you don't. And another thing that, another thing that you can fall into very, very easily is you can start the, you know, you can start two songs back to back that kind of have a country feel in the same key, and then it's really difficult to get out of the one that you just you just played. So it's hard to make that mm-hmm. transition to the next song. And um, yeah, I would uh, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe it's like eating garlic and then uh, you know trying to trying to eat ice cream or something. It's it, it's you know it's hard, hard to get that <laughs> taste out of your mouth, and you know f- you know sure. for the next song. So. Yeah, I, I remember I remember us first trying to address that issue and it was it was quite often songs we have a lot of songs that are in g and you, even if the whole song is not in g it'll start and end in g um prison love songs being one of them actually no that starts in e and has mm-hmm. g in the middle welcome to the world bog, bog. <laughs> there's bog songs does change key that's that's one that begins in g and ends in g anyway there, there's there's a ton of them sometimes it, be, it can be cool to, to you know to, to use the same chord to transition from one song to the next but if you keep doing it like three or four songs in a row, then yeah, that's when things start getting kind of, can, can get a bit confusing. Yeah. I remember back in the early days too, starting a song that ended like the song previous and having no idea how to get out of the, <laughs> how, to, how, how to get into the next song and out of the last one. Yeah. Even though there was a stop and there might've been a, some banter or whatnot and then you start again and it's just, uh, it's next to impossible to, to, uh, to get that. So, yeah. Uh, the other thing that that really will shape a, a, a set list on the fly is audience reaction, not just requests, but audience reaction uh, and what they're doing. You know, if they're really into it, then the energy level will stay up. And there, there's a couple of times we've we've used slow songs as as crowd control as well. Remember that in in a often, yeah, like. Jacksonville, exactly. Crowd, crowd what I was going to say, yeah. There was, there was a. I can't remember if it was the first time. It was one of the we we played Paddy's Day at Jackson and Jacksonville Beach at, at uh, Lynch's Irish Pub a couple of times, and um, there was one time we were there, and and the stage is very narrow. I want to say, and we're right up. I mean, it was place was packed, and so we're right up against the the crowd, and they were like the drunk. People, especially on Patty's Day, can sometimes be like a bunch of toddlers, and you've got to kind of. You, there has to be some semblance of crowd control because you're we're trying to keep people from trying to climb up on stage with us or, or sit and put drinks everywhere. And but when they start, <laughs> there there was one point I think we 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 just done. Devil went down to Georgia and. Things just started getting out of hand. So the next song, Patrick leads us into, I don't know what it was, Robin Justice Shannon or maybe it was Greenfields, I'm not sure, just to try to calm the mood down a little bit. Yeah, 
the slower songs usually won't act like a it, it, it won't calm them down very much uh because a lot of the times they're just looking for that they're looking to they're looking to jump on the stage they're looking to but uh even in a pub situation or a, in a festival it's it, it's good to have your set list and it's good to you know kind of stick to what you do you know people are are, are there to see your your uh you know, see a show, but but you know the, the festival thing. I I, I still I, I you, you know the, the the only downside to not repeating your set and to you know we we try to do a different set. We do play different sets uh, each time, and the the only drawback there is if people arrive late, then they miss the thing. But I, I yeah, just I I can't it, it. Even changing venues, we've played we've played multiple shows on the same day where we've had to tear our gear down and then go play somewhere else and then do it again. And you know, even playing the same song in a different venue on the same day feels very, very weird. Mm-hmm. It's like putting on an old, you know, shirt or, you know, or, you know, Chad wouldn't know about this cause he's commando, but yeah, you know, putting on dirty underwear. It's just, just doing the same, the same song yeah. twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's a good, analogy. I don't know. I don't know if there's any, I don't know if there's any, it, it, it's just difficult. Yeah. And another question we got too was um, this guy, uh, his name is Jahan. Looks like Jahan Na, 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 Nania. Na, yeah, it looks like Nania. It's definitely, definitely Nania. Um, he asks uh, why, uh, why I'm allergic to sleeves. <laughs> That's right. Well, John, if you look closer, there are sleeves there. My arms are just extremely long. <laughs> so there's the answer to your question. So they're not called T-shirts. They're called I-shirts. Okay. So thank you, John, for your question. Yeah, we, 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 and we talked about that too in the last set, to, you know, in the last uh, podcast too about the, the stage etiquette. You know, we were talking about getting on and getting off and professionalism and sound right. guys and all that stuff. You know, we just... Um, we just we we just we ran into it, you know. We've run into it so many times now. It's 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 uh, it's uh, it, it's just it's still funny to me how these these seasoned festival bands are just so well that they're so organized in set up tear down and you know we talked about back and tracks there a minute ago. The the sound check, you know, this if the sound check is as long as you're set, you know. You, you know, you got to go, you got to go back to the drawing board. But yeah. the, uh, the, you know, we're lucky that we, we just kind of, we all, uh, we're uh, essentially like inmates, you know, we all just play with ourselves. We don't want to hear anybody else in the monitor. We just go with what we have and we can be as, as soon as we, uh, as soon as we get the, the levels and the sound guys always eyebrows up, you know, like, what that loud. Okay. <laughs> and then yeah. as soon as that's set and we can hear ourselves, we just go and there's no, there's there's no Mickey Mouse, but I just I I, I can't stress how how difficult it is because God I can't I can't remember his name, but he was asking me about that uh, that very thing this past weekend at the Archery Festival. He uh, was asking about you know because we are pretty quick at tearing down and setting up, mm-hmm. and uh, he's asking about that. And I can't um, uh, it'll come to me, but the best the best thing you could do for your sound guy. And, and for the festival and for all the other bands is to just be able to get plugged in that, you know, just, you, you know, you don't have time to, or I mean, 
it would be wonderful to have all that time. We'd love to sound check and have everything sound like a studio, but it's never, yeah. it's just never going to happen. You have to run, you know. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times we played with the with just miserable, miserable sound because we're trying to get the schedule back on track. And yeah, there's just no time. Um, exactly. I mean, uh, I know it's if, if you if you are into watching music, you know, live music documentaries and, and stuff like that or, or, or like I know Paul McCartney's put out a bunch of live DVDs and there's always a, a couple of extra like sound sound check stuff because they they have the luxury when you when you when you're a touring band like that and you've got a huge crew, you have time. And obviously the sound guys want you to do that, especially when you're in a huge hall every single night. So the band will come out and they'll sound check for like an hour and just run through whatever. It doesn't have to be anything from their set. It depends on what, I mean, obviously if they have technical stuff like visuals and, and backing tracks, I guess they have to sound check that too. But, but then that's when they'll mess around with stuff they don't normally play. And so it can be, it can be kind of fun, but it's rare that we have time to do that. <laughs> and we have done it. We have, we have done some stuff like that in soundcheck, but most of the time we're just doing what we call line checks and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll test our own, you know, we'll test, check our own, our, you know, I'll check my bass. We'll check our vocals. Patrick checks his guitar, so forth. And uh, make sure everything's, the levels are, are, are acceptable to us. And then Patrick will, will walk out in the room and ask us to play everything. And we might play through a, a verse and a chorus of something if we have time. And that's about it, really. Um, most of the time, that's all we have time for. And we're sometimes we're lucky if we have time to do that. So we, that's one of the good things now is this board that we're using, um, which is a, a, a QSC TouchMix 16. It's the only, the only thing that's actually manually adjusted on there is the gain for each mic input. And uh, so all the settings are carried over from from it from from one show to the next and we're usually just making really small tweaks you can actually save every venue you can have individual settings for every single venue which we tried to do at first but we re- quickly realized it was kind of it re- really wasn't necessary um since we kind of like if we discover a new setting for one instrument we kind of like to carry it on over to the next show anyway so we're usually just using the same settings with very small adjustments from one show to the next so that speeds things up uh tremendously Usually, lately anyway, I mean, I very usually I may, I, maybe I'm just adjusting the tone of my bass, but the vocals are pretty much the same every time. Yeah, so, well, also keep in mind too. So, what we're talking about here to people that are not, um, you know, playing in bands is we're talking about, you know, setting the levels, the sound levels, and the, the EQ for, for every room that we play. However, uh, another great documentary is the, uh, the flight six six six, the Iron Maiden yeah. documentary. That's just absolutely wonderful because it's a it, it is a one of a kind um, documentary. But it's also it also kind of gives you the 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 bird's eye view of everything that's entailed in uh, you know big rock and roll tour and uh, the logistics and blah blah blah. But the, the, the one of, so one of the things that you do is as a rock and roll band, you get into a venue and you sound check, which is great. And if you have enough time, sound check and make it sound really good. Well, the, the, the other thing that happens is once you put bodies in the room, the sound completely changes. So what you had before everybody got in the room sounded fantastic. And then people get in the room and the, all that noise, all that sound is soaked up. So all the settings that you have and the way it sounded crystal clear and you could hear everything perfectly. Now you need more of that because there's people 
in the room, blah, blah, blah. So the, the other nice thing is too, when you're, a, when you're playing in a venue, you have a sound guy that'll take care of all that. And, but when you're running your own sound as we do, because there is not, I mean, we don't even have room for Satan in our van right now. He's just, you know, <laughs> locked up, you know, we, um, everybody has their own seat, which is nice because, um, uh, those, uh, those, 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 um, those little booster seats are, are, are very comfy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so everybody has the, the, uh, the, the only thing, but the, but we have the gear packed in there. So, so when I jam on the brakes, you know, when I see a, a good, you know, a good, uh, Pilates studio or something. And, uh, we, you know, when we're, we're able to go and, um, you know, when, when you're on the, you know, you want to be able to, 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 to break and have not have everything fly through the van and decapitate. Uh, so, so, so it's packed that, that it's absolutely packed to the gills. And, you know, you got to unload that, you got to load it, you got to, you know, if you're playing in a venue that you're, that has sound, then you don't need to unload the massive PA that you're bringing in and uh, all that stuff. But the, the, the luxury of having a sound guy is he'll take care of the, the sound and festivals too will have a monitor guy and, you know, which is wonderful because you can change it on the fly when you're, when you're performing, you can just walk to the side of the stage and tell the sound guy what you need. Yeah. And then the, the, the guy in the, in, in the front will be able to take care of the, you know, the audience and that noise. So we do not travel with a sound guy. So every place that we play where we run our own sound is completely different. And, you know, I, I signed up to play rock and roll just to be really loud and a little bit out of key and, you know, but when you're in a rock and roll band, as we've mentioned before, you have to be an engineer. You have to kind of, you have to learn about uh, electricity. You're going to have to learn about, you know, the time management and your, you know, the sound, all this, all this sound, all the, all the stuff that we do is that the reason why we're fast at it is because we've, we've had so many years of playing in these places. Like Chad mentioned the, the place in Jacksonville, that's, it's the Irish pub syndrome. It's the, uh, the, basically the size of a skateboard and, you know, let's put the band on that. And, you know, forgetting too, that some of the bands will have drum kits. It's not just, you know, uh, two drunk guys at Bauer on the tin whistle, you know, it's a, it, it's a, you know, a rock and roll band. So you're, you have to learn how to go into all these places and make it work. And, and keep in mind too, when they see you, when, you know, when they see us come in, their, their first thought is, Oh Jesus, we're going to get killed with volume and blah, blah, you know, and you know, our job is to bring people in and keep people there, not run them out. If you're a punk band, Yes, you can run them out if you want with volume and with, uh, or if you're a metal band, you can, you know, or just a, just, if you're just in it for yourself, yeah, then turn it up as loud as you can and don't worry about if they stay or not. That's not our job. Our job is to keep them there. So when we come in there, where are we want to play to the room and, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, you know, rock and roll is expected to be a little bit boisterous and a little bit, you know, loud and a little bit, you know, messy and, um, you know, so we're good at that, <laughs> but y- you have to, you have to keep all this stuff to your, you have to keep all this stuff in mind when you're, when you're, when you're doing this. And also I, I have to mention too, uh, just recently, there's been a whole string of, uh, theft. There's been a whole string of bands that have been, uh, robbed, uh, you know, their, their, their gear stolen and whatnot. And just, uh, I don't know if, if if you're if you're a musician or even if you're not a musician or you know what if you're on your social media and you see that just share it you know if you can yeah. because these people are uh, these people are crippled without their gear and uh, a lot of us know that you know the 
the you know their instruments and their sound equipment all that stuff that's their life and that's all they do they yeah. tour and when that stuff goes it's gone yeah and um the the insurance you know sometimes we did depending on the policy obviously but it will take care of it i hate even talking about this crap but it's just so many mm-hmm. times now recently these people have been you know they're just they're just dead in the water they get stuck uh, you know and you know you have to you have to go to the hotel afterwards and your your gears at the mercy of the neighborhood so if you if you see that stuff you know let it let it fly let people know so you can yeah yeah, yeah to make it more even more troublesome that the law enforcement typically just doesn't have they don't have the time and the resources to chase after all this stuff because there's just so much every day there's all this smash and grab going on and, and also remember, if you're robbing the stuff, if you're out there and you're one of these wankers that are stealing this stuff, just remember yeah. when you steal, you know, uh, you know, uh, a '57 Gibson Les Paul, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make a lot of money on that. The pawn shop's only gonna give you, yeah. you know, you know, a few hundred, you know, for, you know, for, you know, a, a guitar that's, you know, priceless, you know, as far, you know, to that musician that you robbed it from. It's, you know, it's priceless. You know, even some of the, the cheaper guitars that I have, they're just, it's, it, it's not that it, it, it's not to, to, to me. I, I, cause I don't, I'm not a gearhead. I don't like, um, I don't like, you know, the, you know, vintage guitars and stuff like that. It's just because I, I, you know, I don't want to bring them on the road and risk losing them. But if, you know, if no, no matter what these, this is what kills me is, is if you, is if you rob, you know, music gear like this, that's just absolutely priceless or just, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're only going to make, uh, you know, a few hundred quid for, you know, for, you know, somebody's. So it, it, it of course it's never going to stop, but yeah. that's a, that's a whole nother deal. I just, I, I, it's just, it's just absolutely sickening to see all these musicians that have been, you know, just uh, robbed of that. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I stepped down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the general rule, I think, don't ever leave anything in your car unless unless you you know, have no choice. But most of the time, I mean, every time that I've gotten hit, I've gotten hit twice. It's when my car has been somewhere where I couldn't see it. Obviously, when it happened, and it can happen in broad daylight. I mean, there's don't think that you're going to be safe because the sun's shining. You're not. So, and don't 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 think that you're going to be safe just because there's a security guard there or there's security cameras. All that stuff. None of that stuff is going to matter because it only takes them seconds to uh to do what they do so anyway but yeah if you're if you're going to a restaurant after a show and you're make sure you park your van or your car where you can see it um or or just take your stuff home first (laughs) you got time um i don't like i don't i mean i used to have a habit of going to the grocery store like after you get out get out of a show at three in the morning i'd go to kroger or something on my way home now i i take my stuff home first then i go to the grocery store uh, I just, I can't, <laughs> I'm just not, not taking that chance anymore. So chicken. Yeah. Don't, so please don't, don't wait until it happens to you before you get smart. Like me, I had to get hit twice before I finally got wise. Um, and looking back, it just looks, it's just so dumb. There's just no, a lot of times there's just no reason to, to take those chances, but sometimes you don't have a chance, you don't have a choice. You know, I know, I know a lot of guys, a lot of people got hit, uh, when they're on the road, they're in a hotel and you, you know, you can't take all of your gear into a hotel room at the very least though. I mean, take your guitars and, and all the small stuff, you know, I, I would never leave that stuff in the car uh, under, under any circumstances. 
that's that's what the stuff that the smash and grab thieves are going to go after is the bags, the laptops, uh, guitars, anything they can just pick up and run run away with. We were we were. Um, this reminds me when we were. Uh, I mentioned Aiden Aiden Reed, who we rented gear from uh, for a show in Galway several years ago. Uh, when I was, this is the show where we he forgot to to give me the symbols. We were loading the gear in. It was just the two of us carrying the stuff in uh, with his car parked out in the street behind the bar. This is at the King's Head Pub in Galway, and uh, I we we have a habit when we're loading in. We try to keep one person uh, on the street side of the loading just to make sure that the, somebody's got an eye on the gear so nobody runs off with anything, which has never happened to us, but we have heard of it happening. And uh, so <laughs> we were carrying the stuff in and there was still stuff sitting on the sidewalk. And I asked Aiden, said, should we, uh, and before I even finished the sentence, he said, no, no, stuff's heavy. If they want to run down the street with it, they're doing well. So most of the time it's going to be, you know, nobody's going to pick up a sub, uh, <laughs> Or a heavy, you know, a, you know, fifty-pound bass amp and run down the street with it. But still, err on the side of caution, please. Yeah, and also back to the to the slow songs too. The uh, the request for for slow songs too. You, you uh, it cracks me up when people request a song and you do it the very next song and they're gone. <laughs> They go, yeah, to, they, go right. they, they go to the Jacks or something. They just completely forget. Hey, I know you're in the pub. You had a few drinks. And uh, the few drinks is because we cannot see anything. We have the lights shining in our face, and that's our own fault. But um, I know we look better in the dark, but the uh, can't see anything. So you play the song, and then they go, hey, you didn't play my song. Well, yeah, we did. Or the request to play a song right after you just played it. So uh, it's a. Uh, it's it's pretty funny to uh, it's pretty funny it, it it's uh, uh I think you got to be a little bit nuts to to want to do this full time I just I'm sitting here thinking so let me get this straight they request a song and then they leave <laughs> and then they come back and then they won't they, they, <laughs> they, then they don't believe that you played it right. or or you're not paying attention and then you want to hear a song and you. But the other one is the one that kills me is if you go to a club and you want to request a song, you know, a you know look look at the band and listen to what they're playing and see if that's kind of what they do and maybe maybe get close to genre wise. But uh, the other thing too, uh, and I, I've run across this just every single time. I just every single time you, people want to request a song, and the, so they say. They want to hear, and they think they're being ironic, being, you know, like saying Freebird, shouting Freebird across the room. I don't know if there's anything less funny on the planet. I think nail, a uh, six-inch nail driven into your temple be a little funnier. Yeah. But there's just nothing. I mean, there's nothing fun. Anyway, but I've, th- this is what I've run into so many, and, and any musician will tell you this, will, 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 uh, they'll validate this. Any musician will. People just want to request a song. Yeah. Hey, do you know this one? No. What about this one? Oh, let, let me think. So, well, why don't you let us play a set and see if we feel that? Or if you just want to hear a song, maybe you should get a computer with a <laughs> Pandora. Yeah. Or, you know, I've just, I've, I, that's, that's always blown my mind. I've never gone to see, see a band and, thought to myself 
what song could I ask them to play that I want to hear? And I think that, you know, that, you know, I, it, it's just, it, it's one of those things. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how it happens, but it happens and it seems to happen at about every show. So, so that's another one too. If you have, if you ever, you have questions, it's, it, it's, or you, you have a song that you want to hear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And every now and then too, somebody, somebody will actually give us someone we're like, Oh, nice. Uh, we don't know that, but you know, we should learn it. There's been a couple of times I'm trying to think of, uh, there's at least one or two songs in there that I think that we added because somebody requested it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's what we're doing. Like when you're in a, when you're in a pub setting, pub setting or a, just, you know, just a regular club. Uh, if you're playing something and there, somebody gives you a great suggestion Mm -hmm. and it's something that, that would, you know, sound good in your set and it would also be a nice, uh, you know, different flavor from what you're doing, but still, you know, you know, up and energetic and, uh, uh, yeah, that's that kind of stuff. We 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 um we I'd love to do and and yeah. I, I mean, I always I would say even sixty percent of what we're playing right now is you know has come from requests yeah. and or or clo- you know an, an idea from a song that that we that we you know steers us to another one to another one. You know the 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 our sick med um yes. sick, sick medley is is made up of a bunch of different songs all sewn together with a pogues you know mm-hmm. feel but the the uh yeah all those songs are 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 related somehow you know genre or uh or just you know shane mcgowan being a big johnny cash fan and you know all kinds of you know all, all kinds of stuff in between so yeah it's it, it's um I, I i love hearing requests and i would love to be able to play all those all those songs, you know, all those songs that are suggested and, uh, you know, I love getting, getting requests, but, but the other thing is too, the the club hired you to play your stuff. So, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't go to a, to a, a Springsteen concert and, you know, shout out suggestions, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> uh, a, he'd probably play it and B, uh, I don't want to, I want to hear him play, you know his stuff, so yeah. Was it, is that is that was Greenfields one of the ones that was maybe came from a from a request originally, or was that one that you chose? No, I never chose. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have never have chosen Chose, that song. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to see the uh, Fury Brothers play at the Gar. Or excuse me, it was the Black Forest uh, here in Houston many, many, many moons ago. I was actually working there at the time, and I got to see the Furies. And uh, uh, if you haven't checked them out before, if you like that Irish folk music, those guys are uh, incredible, incredible band. Uh, the the Fury Brothers, their, their best stuff was Fury Brothers and Davy Arthur, in my opinion. But they 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 played. I, I knew the song from from way back from back from Ireland, but yeah, uh, I, I I saw them play it live, and it's uh, when when I played it the first time, I kind of mimicked their. Mm-hmm their version of it. So I'd heard, I'd heard a few people do it and, uh, they absolutely did the best version I'd heard. So that's the, that's one of my favorite things that we do. That was the one that was added, uh, relatively late in the band's history. It's funny. I, 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 I learned it. I think I'd heard you do it at least once at Beverly, but I'm not. No, 
Absolutely, definitely okay, not. Maybe not. Because okay. it, it was one of those ones too. It's it, it's a it's a dirge. It's a some friends of ours came to Houston last weekend, and their son had signed up for the army, and so uh, the mother had said to me that she had tears in her eyes when we were doing the song, and uh, I think it's because we butchered it. No, she said uh, <laughs> she said it was a. Uh, you know, because the song now t- took a different meaning to her and uh, for her and her. Uh, uh, but, the, you know, I, I saw, oh, sorry, I didn't know. And she, she said, no, no, I'm sure it'll get better, you know, as, you know, her feelings will change for the song. But she loved the song. She, But she, you know, uh, having, a, you know having a son signing up uh, to the army and hearing that song is not. <laughs> not not the best feeling. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but no, that song came about. It was one of those ones where we maybe, uh, and I do not, I can't can't vouch for this. Uh, I think what happened was I did a verse in the chorus as a joke on this uh, on stage one time, and then uh, the joke was not funny, as as most of my t- my, my material is not funny. Uh, uh, played it and somebody, oh man, you know, you should, you know, so yeah, so, so so a lot of the songs that we've that we've done before have been born from a joke, and uh, I, I can't think of any of the top of my head that, that have that we've done. We, we did a, we did a, we played Danny Boy, which uh, if you've ever heard, you probably you're, you're probably dead now. You probably killed yourself. We, we did it. Always a request, yeah. But before we used to, we used to uh, lead into uh, Donegal Express, which is if if, uh, if you if you know that song, you know well then why we put yeah. Danny Boy together with it. Yeah. So, uh, but we did it as a request, and um, that's who it was. It was Finnegan. It was Paul Finnegan. He's a uh, he's a uh, born and raised in Dublin, and he's over here now, and he's uh, he owns uh, Finnegan's uh, Motors. He's got uh, dealerships all over and uh, just a master an absolute wizard on Irish history and uh, he knows every back road he knows every alley he knows every hill every mountain every stream it just he knows everything about Ireland and he will uh, he's going to come with us on our tour of Ireland yeah uh, I don't know if it's going to be this year or not but he's uh, uh, he's over there about three or four times a year and uh just an absolute, just a, a wealth, a fountain of information. Uh, but he he had requested, and he had sponsored this uh, this uh, golf tournament in uh, this country club and um, Pecan Grove, they call it. And um, he had asked us to play Danny Boy, and he's the sponsor, and he'd uh, you know kind enough to bring us out. So we, yeah, we're going to play Danny Boy. Unfortunately, we don't know the version, so we. You know, we put a little bit of muscle behind it, and 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 well, he and and he had his. Uh, I want to say it was his cousin that was in from California, and they came up to us after the set and absolutely loved it because we didn't do it. They knew they weren't going to get the the Sean O'Shea version, mm-hmm. you know. So they they came up and they loved it, and that. But that was that that had started as a joke too. I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's one of those things too. Green, Greenfield started out the same way. Sometimes, you know, Patty will go into a song that we've never rehearsed, and um, uh, <laughs> we'll just you know, Pat, uh, the rest of us will just follow him on the spot. Danny Boy was always that way. We've never 
rehearse that in the studios. <laughs> okay, guys, let's let's work on Danny Boy today. We've never done that. So the ver- if you ever hear us hear us play, it just you know that that's that's an arrangement that's been that that's been worked out on stage over years. Uh, though, though most of our arrangements have that, you know, we, even the ones we did work in on in rehearsal have been shaped by years and years of of playing it on stage. But uh, Greenfields of France started off as a, as we already talked about as a request, so we didn't know it. So Patrick would just play. I mean, the band didn't know it. So Patrick would just play it on his own. The first few times we did it in the set, it was just Patrick playing it by himself between songs, uh, between it, you know, the other stuff, and. Uh, Gradually, you know, Mike and I would just try to start flying. And initially, Patrick was like, "No, no, because <laughs> we didn't know it yet." And it's it's not an easy song to follow along on if you don't know the chord changes. But once we got it, then we started doing it. But that was one that we played it for a long time on stage without ever actually, you know, spending time on it in rehearsal. Um, but we have done that now. But uh, that's again, it's one of the nice things about being in a band like this is that we can do, we can piece together things on the fly. And I really, I, I really enjoy that when we when we do that. Yeah. So that's a lot of ground covered again. From, yeah, from one pretty much one to one question. I, John, John replied to your your hashtag. Replied to his sleeve question. I hurt my friend today because he wears no sleeves. Why not just buy a vest? <laughs> that's coming from an Italian. You guys, <laughs> you guys are born in vests. Uh, are, there, are are those just his pet peeves? Actually, Patrick has why I don't worn a vest before. But he usually has, you know, the thing is he, he doesn't, he doesn't wear a vest with no sleeves. Well, that's not true. Most of the time though, when you've got your vests on, you do have a long sleeve shirt on. I have no recollection. Yeah. <laughs> and you could have it all. Sleeves and a full shirt didn't mean to let you down. Didn't mean to make you hurt. He's a genius. Uh, yeah. He's sick of him upstaging me. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. So thank you, Kelly, for your question. You, you've successfully helped us fill up almost an entire hour. And thank you everybody for your very thoughtful questions about the mug, which again, I can't say online. I can't read it. You can't. <laughs> um, so I, was say, oh, and I, I need to apologize to our friend Garrett Mahaney because I, last week we, we asked, we addressed a question from Jay Holen about vinyl, whether or not we're going to do vinyl, which we are. Um, and it turns out Garrett had asked the same question some weeks before. And I, I just forgot. Just ignored him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, and I, I want to say too. A, a lot of people have been uh, saying that I'm I'm so, really shocked at the amount of people that have said that they're listening to this, and it's been it's been absolutely wonderful to to, to hear the the feedback. So I really really appreciate the uh, the listening, and also um, uh, just uh, we're gonna post reminders earlier. Uh, in the week for for questions you know and whatnot for subject matter um so just keep an eye on the uh the old pages there and uh we'll yeah we'll we'll keep up we'll keep up as best we can with this i know we're 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 getting ready to uh head out to vegas and head out to uh we're gonna be doing a bunch of uh road work here in the summer so um uh we're gonna do our best to just keep it as a as a regular weekly thing yeah um i'm i'd like to to even try the facebook live thing you know as we're traveling so we can have all four of us in a yeah you know in a in in the same spot so um we'll we'll give you a heads up on that but also you know thanks for listening and thanks for uh the questions and the the feedback it's been 
it's been it's been great and it's been real easy thanks to you yeah. for doing it so yeah absolutely oh and just just really quickly too uh time's up this you know, this weekend we're going to be doing first friday in downtown Bryan. uh it should be pretty pretty fun we've never done that before and then also this weekend we're playing at for the first time at evermore medieval fest which is in combs neil yeah texas where is that yeah just right outside lufkin lufkin okay Cool, and that's two days. That's uh, Saturday and Sunday, and Friday we'll be in Bryan, Texas, right by College Station. So we hope you see you out there, and then next week we're going to be in Longview and Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yes, sir. So, yeah, very, very solid. The rest of the year is pretty solidly booked. We're not going to have much time off, which is why, why what we were kind of struggling for questions today, because we had a very busy weekend. Not a whole lot of time to prepare for this, but as usual, you guys make it easy, and I re- really appreciate that. Yeah, I guess that's it for now. It's good. Yeah, and hopefully that's a wrap. next, huh? That's a wrap. That's a that is a wrap, and hopefully next week uh, we will finally get the other two blackguards on the show. We'll we'll cross our fingers. Mm. Okay, stay moist. All righty, thank you.